0: Love Talk Radio Here at ACO Radio American Communications Online or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only
1: aboard all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet and in the galaxy and in the universe and universes. Well, we're happy to be here. We share universal life, living, live and let live, and open and welcoming our spiritual love and light community tonight. And uh, we're under spirituality and we are talking live to you from Blog Talk Radio in New York. And it's since been purchased by Vox and working with Spreaker. I think they own Vox, Spreaker, and Blog Talk now. But uh, Tommy and I have been with them before when Mr. Levy owned it. And uh, we're still here. So we figure we're going to be here doing our ministry. Our ministry on Sundays is where we started back June 6, 2012. And we have all our archives right here for all our Ascension Center organization groups and uh, Facebook, social media, free, free groups that we help, and our love and light community with uh, Ace Metaphysical Institute and Teresa J. Morris Ministries, our shows with Tommy Hawk's Blood. And Ohana basically just is a loving, caring word from Hawaii, meaning family. And uh, my daughter, since she passed, I, uh, she knows we had Teresa J. Morris Ministries but we also had Ascension Center in Hawaii. And uh, it's very important for me to keep her spirit up. And my husband with Ace Folklife Society for cataloging and numbering and naming artwork and helping with that archiving. And then my little pet peeve was uh, with the uh, UFO Association and Stanton Friedman and Dr. Bruce McAbee, and Aldrich, people like that, and helping them, uh, hopefully, With archives, but today, today uh, our nonprofit is American Cancer Society. So please notice if you do on Facebook. Today's show we're uh, offering to help because they helped me and my daughter during her sad times uh, with her bone marrow transplant that didn't take and uh, her dying with cancer. So she she passed March. We were there all day, March fifteenth. Uh, 2019, so it's been a year, and uh, actually I'm just now starting to feel like I can be my old self, but uh, we're going to come back with ACO Radio Club and uh, do what we can to uh, support Ascension Center and our uh, Ascension Center Ohana magazine, and uh, where my daughter passed was uh, here in Uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida, but uh, we'll talk to you about health, body, mind, spirit, sharing, awakening awareness with our ACO club on Spreaker. So uh, we're starting all over again, Ascension Center Ohana Psychic Network, and we do uh, readings. Fridays and Saturdays, we do stories, folk stories, and uh, artwork, and uh, we've asked uh, other people if they'd like to join us. ...and various groups, including our ACO Invisible College. And uh, Tommy Huxblood helps me run the Spiritual Center. And I've asked uh, Suzanne Wyman Flynn if she will come on uh, tonight from California again with Rich Flynn of the Ace Life Association. And uh, we may get Jack Rutherford Harris on. They may be coming on here in a few minutes. But let me get Tommy going here while they get set up... So, Tommy, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. I hope you got a copy with us being Universal Life Ministers out of Modesto. But let me get Tommy going here. Let's see if I can get him on here. (laughs) Tommy Hawksblood, can you hear me? And let's do a sound check. How are you doing? Take yourself off the mute. I can see his phone number, folks, so we'll get him fixed here in a minute. But, Tommy, you are live in the showroom uh, but I still can't hear you Tommy um, <laughs> uh Tommy <laughs> okay uh, uh he's he's on here but I can't get him to uh come on let me uh here Tommy I'm going to uh play something here uh, you call me
2: when you're
3: down and trouble and you need some love and care and nothing nothing's go. my name and you know wherever I am i come running to see you again winter, spring, summer or fall all you've got to do is call and I'll be die above you grows
2: Hello.
1: You. Can you hear me now? I'm sitting here talking to everybody. Okay, love and light. <laughs> Hi, Tommy. I, uh, can I can hear you, can hear you now. You? Yeah, I had okay, to turn my computer completely off. I had to, I don't know. Uh, I guess I had so much synced on between my television and my Three cell phones and my computers. Uh, You know, I have three of everything, but I don't know because Suzanne still doesn't show up. It says I missed her on Skype. She's not answering her phone. I know we talked to her two or three hours ago. So I'm pretty sure she knows it's 6 p.m. So I'm sure that uh, she may show up sooner or later. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, and we're going to do our Ascension Center Ohana. And I put it out there for people on LinkedIn and Facebook and Pinterest and oh my gosh, tweets so people would know. And the call in is 347 945 7207. But Tommy, you've been with us. This is on a Sunday. We started on a Sunday. So first, go ahead and introduce yourself. And you're calling from the Big Island. Uh, I don't know the name of your city. Is it Puhoa? But tell people about yourself, please. And we'll get started.
4: Hello, everybody. Tommy Hawksblood here. Uh, I'm in Bahawa on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, I've been doing a show with TJ for a pretty long time. Uh, We have a lot of things to get into today. Uh, We're going to try to keep Sunday, which I usually come in on, is try to keep it spiritual uh, and try to keep it a little bit more uplifting. Uh, What's going on with facts and details and anything that could help you move along in your path? Uh, I've been working in so many different fields in my life. I'm on my fifth book right now. Uh, my email address is talksblood dot I have been using uh, Skype for a pretty long time. I got use Streamlog, which we might switch over to do some shows on there as well, uh, trying to get ACO Hannah going, trying to get all the different sites connected to get these people organized and put them all together so that we have a decent show and They have something to come into. So for me, it's been a pleasure working with TJ on and off. I can't say we did it every week, but we did it a lot of time uh, over the past many years. So we have uh, a site where you can go into to to read about uh, the programs that TJ does. Uh, We have a couple phone numbers. Uh, So it's easy to get in touch with us, especially TJ. She has two numbers. Uh, You can always get her online, get me online as well. Uh, so I've been involved with UFOs spiritual quest uh, Bigfoot aliens, you name it uh, so I can deal with pretty much any kind of a question that you have i'm not I don't claim to be a psychic cure uh, even though I did work in that field, I don't claim to be a psychic. I don't try to do reading for people. Uh, I can, but I don't make a I make it a living thing to do. Uh, I'm more concerned about writing, which I'm on my fifth book. Uh, it's just about done. I just got to get it edited. Uh, so, yeah, I've been on, on on the Internet for a pretty long time. I do a couple of shows a week. I can. I do one with Tina Bird. Uh, we talk about UFOs and aliens because she's been abducted half of her life and we keep it more set to that. But today we're going to try to keep it more focused uh, on spiritual truth and what's, what's going on in that. Uh, I know lots of people have their ideas of what's truth and what's what's spiritual, what what it means. Uh, I can only tell you what I mean, what I understand it to be, and my actual experiences within it. Uh, Everybody has their own experiences, but I always say this, how important is it to you, and how important is it to the world? Uh, And we each have our own judgment of that by what we do and what we create in our reality. So uh, with that, I'll get back to TJ.
1: Well, thank you. I hope uh, we have enough material today. Uh, <laughs> after this many years, all they have to do is go back and <laughs> listen to our shows. Folks, we've got a, a lot of archives on TJMRCT Radio since 2012, and uh, we started on a Sunday, so this is our regular day. And uh, Tommy has gone to a few events, and uh, I've been to Mid-South Con in 2016, and then the uh, Mars Conference in 2017 in Mobile, Alabama. So one was in Memphis, Tennessee, and one was in Mobile, Alabama. But that's the only two I've done since uh, we've started here. Oh, wait, I did the Pyramid Conference or helped Marta Thomas 2016, too, so three. But uh, Tommy uh, has done at least three, uh, a couple, I think, with uh, uh, not Alejandro, but... Uh, Javier and Laurian and Brett Luter I think and Janet Carroll Wesson up in uh around Sacramento and so uh, we have Geraldine Rosco that's uh joining us from the uh, Bay Area she came on Friday night and uh, Janet introduced us cuz she'd been to the Stargate to the Cosmos and that's what Tommy uh Ben Bengal is is, is sim- how do you say your your Uh, partner's name name? uh, Nungal, isn't it yeah so she Mm -hmm. may be joining us she's got at least one show probably two or three that she's participated in but we want to have a good way that you can contact Tommy year round in Hawaii and uh, I'll try to make sure that you've got his page now we have ACIR radio TJ Morris radio of course here on Blog Talk Radio is TJ Mars E.T. Radio. And now we've got the ACO Radio Club we're marketing. And uh, we have all that together on uh, Spreaker as well. And we're really looking forward to helping people with their art and their books, like we've been doing for eight years, and uh, helping everybody with our Love and Light community and how we can all work together. And so Sundays uh, used to be with Janet Carolesson but now they're with... Thomas blood and Suzanne Wyman that's been helping me on my psychic readings. Well, Tommy and I have been talking for a long time about doing uh, various, I know a lot of people don't understand ascension, and everybody's trying to teach it these days, but a lot of it comes from the, uh, the word ascension, and we've discussed that along with Bill M. Tracer and Uh, with all the ancient world religions. A lot of our fans listen to the History Channel. And, uh, you know, we're mixing and blending the uh, spirit science and spiritual mysteries. And uh, I don't know what else you want to call it, really, but uh, I grew up as a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Christian, and was born in Monroe, Louisiana, and uh, I all I knew was to go on church to go to church on Sundays because that's what you did. So uh, that was what I was raised in, and you know I, I now I hear that your religion is not so much going to church anymore, but whether you have a culture and a spiritual belief, but we grow into various. World religions, and I went from uh, going Methodist, being sprinkled as a baby into the Christian Church, and a Baptist, Trinity Baptist, Bethel Baptist, and uh, then I was a member in uh, of the Latter Day Saint um, May twelfth, nineteen seventy two, out in Alvin, Texas. I was living in Pasadena, Texas, ten to telephone road apartments, I think, in Houston, and then from there, uh, Latter Day Saints. I stayed a member of that all the way up till moving through the university in Birmingham, Alabama, and then went to the temple. And after going to the temple in Washington, D.C., I saw a lot of different things in world religions that were seemed to be all combined with the Masonic lodges. So I started looking at all world religions, and that really made me understand that there were world religions before the Bible. So uh, the deluge had a lot to do with the uh, flood and things that happened in many languages that were formed and listed uh, after the the deluge. So some of it, apparently, even though the world was covered, uh, we can say it was guided, divine guided, that some languages, because most things were oral. Back then, a lot of people didn't read and write But apparently they did learn various languages Some older than Sumerian text We're learning now So what we're about now is learning all the things With the ancient alien On History Channel And also uh, Mystery schools Ancient mystery schools Tommy and I both went through the White Brotherhood Type of uh, learning And uh, ancient mystery schools And he and I both had some of the Atlantis teachings Thoth Emerald Tablets Written by Thoth. And then I have past lives that I found in temples and pyramids and off planet, including one with Tommy, where we settled in Tibet and uh, they encased us or him and I guess finally me but uh, I have a very interesting deal with Green Tara and China and Japan and ETs but I don't know how they fit with Tommy so this has been really curious because we haven't really gotten into our past lives but growing up I didn't believe so much I wasn't taught about anything past life we were only taught you're born you live and you die okay that's it that's in the story and if you're lucky And you did, you know, didn't go to hell (laughs) if you lived like you're supposed to as a Christian, that you could ascend. But now my daughter, when we buried her a year ago, she wanted buried in white clothes. And she followed the Christian belief, but she went through a Jewish tradition and in the Kabbalah with me. And she believed in the Old Testament and New Testament. She had believed really much in a lot of the books And really was a good scholar and helped a lot of poor people, a lot of the street people. And she'd bring them in no matter where she lived, in Tennessee or Mississippi or or Arizona or here in Florida. But she was born in Texas, and then she was baptized at 12 years old up in uh, Waukegan as a Latter-day Saint, which is – they don't say Mormons anymore. They say Latter-day Saints. But anyway, uh, that is – she left wanting to be buried – Like she was believed, she was her body would be raised up, which we honored her wishes. But my mother uh, was actually uh, burned up. Uh, Tommy, what do they call that when they burn them up, burn the body up? What is that? Cremated, right? Cremated. But uh, that sort of shocked me because. But I've got some of her. Ashes with me, so I guess they'll be buried with me. But I still don't understand when we say we're the Ascension Center organization. And Gigi, you know, knew that I had the, the logos because she helped me design them metaphysically because we were metaphysicians in '84. And she was 16 and she knew I'd had tarot cards. So I was blending all my metaphysical, spiritual monk. I have a past life as a monk, you know, where we said, "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner," uh, but we had to say it at least three times. But we lived up in, you know, the up in the mountains. So there's all kind of monks, including the ancient Christian monks. But Tommy, I don't know if you want to discuss past lives, but the Tibetan and Atlantic lives, Atlantis lives, and then your ancient. I wanted you to discuss dimensions and planes the way you understand them, but you and I were talking before the show with Suzanne, but, you know, you, you mentioned you weren't necessarily Ekincar, and I uh, – you know, I, that you don't really say you're Christian anymore. But, you know, I've thought anybody that believed and accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they could go through this world planet and go into the next realm or portal by being with him as an extraterrestrial in space like he is the son of God. Now, is that not what you believe? Is that not? I mean, because you said you had a past life during that reality. But I know we're going to freak people out today. So, family, just get ready. We are universal life ministers, and we believe in the universal source. (laughs) But he and I have for eight years talked religion and world religions and ancient lives. And uh, past lives and Buddha and Zen and Ekengar and LDS, and Methodist and ancient. So, Tommy, uh, Suzanne hasn't yep. shown up tonight. I hope we didn't upset her. I hope she shows up. But until then, I'll let you know. Maybe she'll only come on the last hour. Okay. But give me 30 minutes. <laughs> Tell us okay. how you, the past lives in the planes, and dimensions we never cover. Uh, I'm going to so
4: basically. All right. Don't think uh, I'm not here. I'm just started, muting. Okay. My life started with. Uh, I guess it started when I was about six years old. My life really started taking a complete change in the life I was living normally. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details. It had to do with uh, an abduction, not uh, an almost an abduction of my brother, which I stopped. Uh, then I met with the deity uh, and studied with the deity for, for five years while I was little. And I didn't even know who it was. Uh, then I started searching religions. I was a, I was a Protestant. Uh, but when I was 14, I was allowed to go to the minister and ask him three questions, which he couldn't answer. And I decided I didn't want to be a Christian anymore no either. So I started searching. I went to about 14 religions. None of them could answer anything I wanted about God. Each one, I spent time trying to follow and see what they were teaching. Uh, A belief is one thing. Knowingness is another. I mean, they say you have to have a belief, but you should have a knowingness as well. Uh, Not that you might get the knowingness right away. You have a slight belief in something or a full belief in something. Uh, It's not real until you have the actual experience with it. So for me, uh, I studied... Of religion called Ekankar. I was in it for years. But I learned something really important that no other religion taught me, and that was how to leave my body. Through that experience, I learned everything that I know now. Uh, what happens to the body when it dies, how long it stays in the Esther plane? what it does, when it, when, when it comes back here, if it has to, uh, and in different planes that soul can actually go through when it starts becoming aware of who and what it is. Everybody tells a story which is their truth. I can only tell you mine, and which I have proven to myself. And I have many people that have proven the same thing to themselves. So it's not like I just dreamed it up because most, most stories, UFOs, spiritual stories, are individual and they're not the same. Well, just, everybody has their own experience. So if I dream 100 times, are all my 100 dreams real? So it's being able to take what you get. And prove it. I'm a hardcore person. I have to prove anything that I say or do uh, as real to myself and to the world. I could believe a lot of things. But if it can't help the world or isn't part of this world, uh, it's not useful here. So uh, I'm one for, like, getting experiences. And the experiences have to come from out of this world. Because if you experience everything here, it only helps you stay in this world. Now, a word that people might know is called the matrix. If you saw the movie, it's kind of what people play on this reality, where they play. Scientists get pulled into it, people get pulled into it, and a lot of spirits get pulled into it. Uh, you could say ghosts and, and things like that. It happens when you die. People don't like the word karma. Buddhism uses the word a lot. But it means what you create, good and bad, creates the way you're going to travel no matter what, when you die, when you reincarnate, if you reincarnate, where you go, what you do, and what you're reincarnating into. A lot of people don't believe in that. A lot of people just say, I can come back, as what I want, I can go where I want, Uh, it's free will, it's free this. You can believe anything you want, but most people do not have any awareness of their past lives. It's starting to become a little more active. Souls are becoming a little bit more aware of their past lives but you have to look at it this way, which I do. If you had a past life experience and remember it, it can only help you good or bad. So say if you suck your hand in a fire in 10 lifetimes, and you remember that in this lifetime, you wouldn't stick your hand back in the fire. So what you learn, if you lose it, guess what? You got to stick your hand back in the fire to learn that it's hot again. So most people do that every lifetime. There's some children being born, uh, that can actually say their whole past life in detail. So, I mean, that soul was pure enough or worked out of karma enough to be able and allow it to be remember, remembering its past life. Those things help you move forward. All right, now, and the way I say it helps you, if you know you're a mass murderer in a, in a lifetime, you got to pay that karma back. It doesn't disappear. I know there's so many people out there claiming they could take it away. Can they prove they take it away from you? Of course they can. And the only way you're going to find out what they did for you, if they did anything, is when you leave this physical body. I had five death experiences, so I know what it's like. I know I know what it's like, uh, and I know where you go. I'm on the show. So, uh... What I'm saying, we each take a step in our path. We are programmed mostly by our parents and then by family and schools of what direction we should go. How often is it truly the direction we need to go as far as a soul becoming aware of itself? Probably not very far. Because most people are not searching for that. All right. When we, when we go out into this world, we get a job. Is it one we want or oh, I got it, I need money. Uh, it's great to find a job that you like to do. But if you don't, you have to do it because you got to survive. Now, the conditioning your parents put you through, well, you should always make a lot of money. You should do this. Or if your parents were a doctor, you should be a doctor. Whatever they are, they usually want you to become that. Uh, there is not a time when you have free will. And when we believe we have free will, we don't. Do you have free will to do whatever you want in your house? No. Do you have free will to do whatever you want when you walk the streets? No, you don't. So the idea of free will, it's not in this reality anymore. In the old days, when soul first came here, we had free will. And now I'm going to explain about past lives. In the beginning of my first lifetime on this planet was Atlantis. And we had free will. We were able to do what we wanted and create what we wanted. We had all the psychic abilities, which I say there are 32. I mean, you go online, you can pull up 120, 150 now. I mean, throwing bones is a psychic ability, reading cards. I mean, all these other ones they added to it, which are more like man-made ideas of telling the future and things like that. But uh, I was lucky. I put myself through everything I could, good, better, and different. I, I became a witch. I used the word witch when I was 14. I was doing hypnosis at 12. I actually started doing it with lots of people when I was 14. I had every friend of mine in the neighborhood hypnotized to a certain word, and I could put them into a state by just saying a word three times. So, and eventually, each one of them begged me to take it off. Uh, so it was real. But then I started doing group hypnosis, and I worked with my family, and things like that. Uh I worked with somebody that was really important in my life. He was an army hypnotist. And he taught me things that most people don't know about hypnosis, especially the hypnotic hypnosis society, where they tell you you can't do this, you can't force a person to do something, can't do this. No, you can do almost anything with hypnosis, good and bad. Uh, But there are some things you can't do. A lot of people, when they go into hypnosis, it's the level of the person that's the hypnotist is as far as they're going to be able to take you. If they don't understand God, they're not going to bring you too far into the world of God. If they don't understand death, they're not going to be able to bring you too much in the world of death. Uh, abduction and, and childhood, past lives. Well, here's something that I learned, and I know nobody talks about it. It's what I experienced, what I proved to myself. When you hypnotize a person, Creskin, I was 12 years old. All right, he was one of the top hypnotists around the United States. He went around hypnotizing people in schools, colleges, I mean, things like that, shows. Uh, and I, I met with him twice, and he showed me some techniques which I started using. And I learned how to use them when I was little. So when you, when you uh, hypnotize a person, and you tell them to relax, and you, you, okay, let go of the mind. And then when you try to bring them somewhere, a person always tries to bring a person to a beautiful place. Well, for me, I do that for one reason. Because when you're, when you're working with a person and it goes haywire, you want to bring them to a place where you can put them in a space where they'll be at comfort and safe. Now, when you talk about abductions, when you talk about different things, and you bring them to that, people do not want to really experience what they experience. And when you bring in the details about it, they don't want to experience it. So if they start freaking out, I always have certain words that will put them back into the bliss state, I mean, where they would have the most beautiful time in their life, and it takes them right out of that. Uh, But what I was trying to say, when you hypnotize a person, and we all have about two or three guides around us, and that's true uh, whether people ever make contact with them or listen to them to a different story. Now, when you hypnotize a person, you hypnotize everything around them occluding the spirits that are around you. So when you ask a question and when you say, what was your favorite this, Any one of them, because now, don't forget, the mind's frozen and, 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 and their body's open. These spirits can talk. And they'll all say what they want. So if you say, well, what was your past life? Oh, I, I was this. And somebody would jump in and say, oh, I was this. All right, it's, it's a lot more abstract than everybody explains it or even sees it. Uh, I learned it because I I know people's past lives. I work with them, and then I bring them back, and then suddenly they're saying something totally different. Uh, So I do not play with it much anymore because it is an interference with with their lives. because when you hypnotize somebody and you're not going to learn that in hypnosis, if you're working with past lives, I mean, if you're working with, like, smoking and things like that, it's a lot different. You can program a person not to do it. And that's a program. You're programming a person. Whether it's right or wrong, nobody has the right to interfere. But if you go to a hypnotist and say, hypnotize me, you're giving them the right to go into your reality. So, uh, but when you talk about spirits and demons and entities and all those kind of words, you don't have a right to tell them what to do. You may think you do. Uh, well, I'm going to exorcise a demon out of this person. Well, that person has to allow it and want it. Because if they don't, it, you'll never be able to get rid of the spirit. Uh, so I dabbled in everything. I did I did exorcisms. I did ghostbusting for years. I worked with one of the top mediums in the United States in the uh, late 60s, uh, the end of the 60s, uh, for years. And we did a lot of ghostbusting for about maybe three or four years as well. Uh, I became a witch, and I was working with psychic abilities. I learned most of them, and I learned something that people do not understand. The word spiritual, which I always love to talk about. Very few people want to talk about it. Well, I'm spiritual. What does that mean to you? Everybody has their limited idea of what it means. Well, I'm spiritual. Why? Well, I talk to God or I send unconditional love to the world. And that makes you spiritual. So, and this is going to be something you might want to hear, might not want to hear. Close your ears. Don't listen. But I'm going to tell you anyway. When you say Okay, I'm spiritual. What does it mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything unless you're spiritual. And when you say it, you know what it means. And psychic abilities are not what it means. Just because you have psychic abilities doesn't mean you're spiritual. Satan has a lot of abilities of programming and and brainwashing people and all that. So when we talk about one of the most highest entities out there in this realm, uh, are they spiritual? No, they're not. And now the whole idea with aliens coming down and stuff, I, we're not going to try to get into that too much today, but they do uh, program people. Uh, they put chips in people. They program their mind. 90% of abductions or people call themselves experiences go through a program, meaning they will not remember what really happened. And that was to Truman. When he, when he created Majestic 12, They decided that people cannot remember all these things, and they blocked it. So the alien races actually give you a program. If you come back and said, I had dinner with uh, the reptilians, and we flew around the universe, and we went to another planet, guess what? It's a program. Aliens in general, especially the ones that are here, have an agenda. Is it a a religious agenda? Of course not. Most races do not have feelings and emotions like we do. So they really don't care when they operate on people When they take things out of a person, they don't care. And sometimes the person's not even immobile to the pain. They can't move, but they still feel the pain. Uh, you think with the technology they would care, but they don't have that same feelings and emotions. So they're not going to block the pain. Uh, most of the famous people that talk about their abduction and did movies and everything, they
1: still don't know what really happened.
4: Uh, give me a week when i do hypnosis with them i would get to it but hip, people that work with hypnosis when they think they know everything and they don't know anything about hypnotizing the spirits around them, if an alien's around them i could hypnotize them as well and i would uh and you could get them to talk to the body as well so it's it's much more abstract and a wider view than what people say the army hypnotist i work with was in the army teaching and showing how you can make a person do anything you want through hypnosis. And the society says, oh, you can't. Well, it's called reprogramming the subconscious mind. Person looks at somebody, tell them, when you look at your brother, you're going to see who he really is, and that's Lucifer or, or this devil or a demon, and he's playing, he's stealing your, your brother's body. You have to kill him. You condition a person, and they believe that. So it's, it's not like you're, you can't make them do something. You can't say, you want to kill your brother. No, you don't make them do something that they obviously don't want to do. You change the scenario of what they see and perceive. When I started, when I was 14, I was teaching, uh, hypnotizing my, my cousin's teachers and things like that. And I had them playing with rabbits that weren't there and all that kind of stuff. I made them sing when they don't like to sing out in public. Uh, and then they started crying when they realized they were singing. I mean, I proved it was real all along the way that these people weren't making it up, and I wasn't making it up. So there's many things that I work with and prove. So when people say, well, you don't know nothing, I say, well, you might not know nothing, but I know what I know, and that's all I can say. So as I move forward, when I left uh, Protestant, I became a Catholic for a short period of time. So did Jehovah, Hare Krishna. Uh, I mean, I even followed people, listened to people in Santeria and uh, all those kind of past uh beneficial uh, and the spells they use and, and, and everything like that it's limited everything in religion as far as burning sage which the native people do in churches they burn frankincense and things like that for protection warding off the spirits I mean today Christianity very seldom talks about what's out there which means spirits and demons and, uh, TJ did you want to say something
1: I want to see if this is David uh, Crowder. Uh, 812, are you calling in? Is this David?
5: Oh,
6: hi, yes. Hold on one second. Hold on. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to take you off speaker. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, Are you guys doing, uh, what are you guys doing? That? Are you guys doing sega questions or... I just joined,
1: no. so I don't know. Oh, not tonight, uh, Tommy. Uh, we're just having a, a anybody meeting type thing, I guess. But we're always open to questions and uh, things. But uh, <clears throat> Tommy, uh, why don't you tell us who you are? Are you calling from Evansville, or where are you calling from?
4: Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You? She, she? She said the wrong name.
6: Oh, okay. Um, I, I, my name's Nicole. Um, I'm calling from West Virginia. Um, but I have an Indiana number. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You want to talk to Tommy? Tommy. Uh, Tommy helps a lot of people, but uh, we're both here. So, uh, have you got something okay. you were curious about, or did you want to share a spiritual message?
6: Well, I mean, it's kind of like both. Like, I, I mean, I do have a question in my personal life, but I mean, also, I can share a spiritual message to people also. Um, I mean, through this COVID thing, I mean, we're all just learning about ourselves and learning about our family and appreciate our families and everything like that. And this is a time to reflect of, like, who we are and what we are out our life, and people look at it a different way. That's true. It's
1: hard now, isn't it? So it's hard to be uplifting. Very hard to be uplifting. So you're living in Virginia now. Uh, Tell us, Nicole, uh, you know, have you been listening to us for a while or blog talk or what's going on with with that? How do you know me and Tommy?
6: I uh, came across you on blog talk. Okay. This this
1: isn't Mm -hmm. your first time with us, though, is it?
6: I think I talked before. I'm not sure, though. Uh, Okay, okay. well, maybe... uh, Okay. Suzanne. Suzanne Suzanne's here to
1: help you. Suzanne, help Nicole, please. She sure. uh, she's calling me in for some help and me uh, me and Tommy are help her too, but okay. uh, ask some okay. question to Suzanne. Nicole okay. uh, I, we, uh, did oh, we sorry. did we talk
7: to you before? I I think so, yeah. Well, do you call and talk to okay. All right, Nicole tell me what the weather's like in your area today. What the weather is like? Well, today is like like, kind of like like transition in the fall.
6: And, uh, well, it is kind of warm out today um, here in Washington, Virginia. But it's very really beautiful here living in the mountains and everything.
7: Okay, so, Nicole, one of the first things I pick up about you and your story is is that your early childhood with your mother was a very complicated process. And whenever you get into a relationship with somebody, You have a lot of difficulty feeling like you're understood, you're validated, and that somebody is really going to make the effort to be loyal to you. And so you find yourself attracted to an extreme situation of either being involved with people that are emotionally unavailable or finding people that are emotionally very needy. And today you're calling to talk about a relationship problem with somebody who you can't work out your emotions with. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who are we talking about?
6: Well, I mean... uh... I mean, I, I have a relationship right now. Like current, I'm dating with some, I'm dating somebody right now. I'm actually engaged to somebody, but okay. we've been together for three years. And he lives in Evansville, which is funny. You guys brought that up, but I live in West Virginia, and okay. I used to live near Evansville. Um, uh-huh. But here in no- last November, I moved here to West Virginia with my mom and my stepfather, because mm-hmm. she wanted to be closer to her sister that lives in West Virginia. Hey, my cousin and my uncle. so, okay, so cool.
7: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit your story. What's what's going on right now that you're calling and asking a psychic for their insight? Please be direct um, with
6: me. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to see if my boyfriend's gonna move to West Virginia.
7: Yes, he is. Okay.
6: Yeah. Why? We are planning. Uh, just I just wanted to know because like
7: I've had like other
6: readers tell me that things are gonna go bad before he moves here.
7: So let me tell you something, Nicole. There's a lot of different education and training with psychics. And the big hook that you have with the, the man that you're in love with is, is that he really understands you. He's patient. He's loving. He's kind. He's family-oriented. He likes being with you. He's just having some difficulties himself. So I just want you to mm-hmm. be loving. I want you to be kind. I want you to pray for it. And also I'd like to make a suggestion that you not just shop advice. Trust yourself to mm-hmm. you know where you're guided to a relationship. If this person's good with you and you feel good about this relationship, embrace it and ask the universe to validate the reality of your relationship in a tangible way. Ask for validation. I think that you're brilliant, you're attractive, you're interesting, and you love family. You're a catch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, we're all done today. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling me on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tommy was helping yeah. us. We have New York
1: City too, but uh, this may be one of Tommy's callers. So let me see. Uh, Tommy, uh, hi. This is three four seven. You're live and on the air. Tommy hi. is here today.
5: Hi. 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 Um. My name is Tanika. I'm calling from New York, and i like a reading, if possible.
3: Okay. Hi, Tanika. Yeah. Hi, TJ. Hi,
5: Tanika. Hi.
7: Um,
5: I like a How's reading. Doing? I'm doing good. It was my birthday on the third that just passed, so I'd like a reading about if you see any changes. What changes you see coming up for me? Um, if you see any like moving or changing the job, the love life, um, change. I just so would Monica. like to hear what you have to say. Hi. Hi. So
7: I'm I, I, Suzanne here, Suzanne Wyman, and I like people that choose one thing to talk about, and then I talk okay. about that one thing. So tell me what the weather's like in your area.
5: Weather right it now. It's not. It's not bad. It's like 73. It's cool. It's like summery stuff. like spring. It's
7: I can I speak honestly and directly with you? Can I be blunt and straightforward? Okay. No, you have to say it's okay, otherwise I won't do it.
5: Yeah, that's fine.
7: Okay. You really are somebody who really understands people. You really are a person who's very effective at reading people. But for some reason or another, you disbelieve yourself. So you're a people pleaser, you like people, and you enjoy getting a lot of information from people. You're struggling right now with where you're living So your living arrangement doesn't suit your talent and your gift and your capability. So your quest is to improve your living arrangement. Once you change your living arrangement, your life will fall into place. I like your great attitude. I like your hard work ethic. I like your morality. And I like the fact that you're loyal beyond your word, your duty, your obligation. You understand sacrifice. So you're an incredibly hard worker. So what's going on with your living situation that has made it, like, be the dominant topic for me as a psychic?
5: It's not, well, my birthday weekend got ruined. I live with my mother and stepfather, and my stepfather and his daughter are just, she, they both are very divisive between me and my mother. They just want mm. a mother to separate from her biological kids and do be for them. So where I live right now is really not healthy, so you're probably picking up on the extreme unhappiness that I felt this whole weekend I just locked up in my room. The whole weekend and I mean I would like here's
7: the, here's the problem The problem is is that the mother that chooses a relationship over her own children is a mother who has a real problem with being a good mother because a man who really loves a woman would never think of asking a woman to separate herself from her children but the, the man that I see in this situation, It looks like there's some sort of substance involved. I don't know if there's alcohol or drugs or just really, really compulsive behavior. But these are not people that your mother should be involved with, much less allowing them to divide her between her children and herself. I mean, a mother's heart goes to her children first if she's healthy. So I think what's happened is is that your mother's become sort of an emotionally abused woman who isn't making good decisions and that breaks my heart to tell you that, but I don't know any other way around it. Um, but I would tell you one thing: stay as far away from these men. Don't answer them. Don't talk to them. Don't listen to them, and don't believe anything they tell you. Um, stay as far away from them as possible. I mean, they are just freeloading off of your mother.
5: I know, and I want to get out of here so bad. I want to move, but it's very expensive. Where so I live mm-hmm. in the area, and I've been trying to find an apartment and. I don't know what to do, how I can get out of here, but I know it's so unhealthy for me living in here. Like nothing,
7: yeah. I want I'm a gonna,
5: relationship, and
7: yeah, get a broom and closet I, and a bowling alley, but get out of there as fast as you can. Um, don't don't stick around there. Get yourself um, get yourself stable, and you're gonna have to be available for your mother. But this is not a good scene. These are two men. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go, go ahead. ahead
1: I'll, okay. I'll, I'll put, join in. I'll join in. Up the cards. I pulled up the cards for you, and it shows right now in your present that your uh, ministry is broken. Your church can. Uh, you need to go. uh have, have you chosen any discipline as far as uh, prayer, meditation, or Sunday church or any support groups? Because if you go to one of them, I'm showing it's broken. But if you'll choose one to go ask for assistance, they can help you get where you need to be. So uh, I know you don't like to put your face in something outside of your family, but you need to choose. Even the Catholic Church will help. But uh, they help people around here all the time, but so do other churches, you know, when you're breaking away from your family and you need help. But have you sought out a ministry in your area
5: no, I mean, I'm Catholic, but I haven't thought out, like, any ministry. I believe in God. And I'm, I grew up Catholic.
1: Well, I, I sort of got that. But uh, well, sort of, I need know, you to to get yeah, them right. to put you in a hotel or something so they <laughs> help you find some roommates. So, you can me, find roommates <laughs> while you're working.
7: Go ahead. ahead. The thing is, is that <laughs> while you're living in this situation of watching your mother enduring this sort of mistreatment, You're getting more depressed and more sad. Yeah. What I'm concerned about is is that it's not just about the damage of your mother being so damaged that she doesn't do the right thing to protect her child. It's about the fact that she's, you know, she's living this life. And I'm telling you, you know, nobody wants to go to the Catholic charities and ask for assistance. This is an emergency. This is a, a bad situation. And The quicker you get out of there, you may not like the situation that you end up in, but at least you'll see your way out of it. And getting away from these men that are living in your mother's house and asking her to sacrifice you, it's not good for you. Okay? I just want you to move out. Okay? Tanika? TJ, I think we lost Tanika? Anita, um, uh, did you ask Rich to show up? Did Rich? Rich uh, is listening, and my daughter Catherine is, is listening. Three one zero seven zero one is listening on the line.
1: Okay, let's get all you guys introduced in California to Tommy. Tommy's in Hawaii, and uh, I sort of interrupted him and uh, let hey, a couple I'm sorry, of girls sneak in here. But let's. Uh, <laughs> no, I needed your help on a couple of calls. But let's start okay. over. Uh, okay Tommy has introduced himself on today's show But if you don't mind uh,
2: I'll oh, give him I one Uncle you.
1: Jack to help with the folk life today But go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself And let's, let's ask Rich and your daughter Because I don't think your daughter's been on a show uh, Officially I think this will be the first night
7: Yeah, that's true so Okay, so let's let's it's Suzanne Okay, so it's Suzanne Wyman Flynn And I am a uh, calling in from Dana Point, California, and I have um, my daughter, Kathrena, listening, and I have my husband, Rich Flynn, listening, and I have Elizabeth, okay, and Elizabeth is one of my dream students, and she's joined me here this evening,
1: okay, Uh, let's see, Uh, okay, I've got everybody on, so, uh, okay. And my phone keeps beeping other people wanting on, but that's okay because I can only, I don't know how many, I think we can have 10, I forgot, live on the air. Uh, but can uh, can we have Rich, Rich, would you talk and tell people if you're near Uncle Jack too, or uh, tell us about you, Rich, or just give us a background. Hi, TJ.
0: Hi, TJ. Hi. How are you? I'm Dad? sitting out here with, I'm sitting out here with Jack Rutherford. We're in Dana Point, California. I'm Rich Flynn, richflynn.com, and I have my art teacher and uncle, Jack Rutherford, sitting here with me. I will say hi? Hello. Nice to hear from you again.
1: Hi, Uncle Jack. Yeah, we're, we're glad, glad we made you a director for Ace Folk Life. And, uh I want you to say hi to Tommy in Hawaii, Uncle Jack. Uh, Tommy, okay. I want you to introduce yourself. This is Uncle Jack. He's 89.
8: <laughs> that's that's just one of my things, reaching 89. Uh-huh. So, 89. Yeah. Can yeah, I'm know? here. Anyway, so you're in Hawaii? Yeah, I'm in Hawaii. No, oh, that must be nice. Now. Huh? Uh, you like it?
4: It's different. Uh, basically, I traveled around the United States. I went to a couple of islands. Uh, Hawaii is beautiful in a lot of ways, and it's got its serious problems as well. I mean, the one problem that it solves is getting cold and snow. Uh, we only get snow on top of the mountain. But outside of that, we've got uh, some weird sicknesses here and things as well. Oh, dear. Uh, we got the yeah. rat lung disease, which affects people. we got a lot of weird things going on with, with
8: chemtrails and stuff. So it's got its problems. So, yeah, of it. it represents paradise to most people. And recently <laughs> we went to... That-
4: and the virus just jumped this, the past two weeks. We had nobody, and all of a sudden we're equal to New York City now.
8: Oh, wow. Well, that's a that's a switch. <laughs> that's a big change. Well,
4: we went from three people to 395 people in one day.
8: Wow. Wow. That's hard to They opened
4: the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a question. Uh, yeah, Sure. So what 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 do you actually uh what's your what's your thing in
8: life? What do you do in life? What do I do in life? I just I'm an artist. That's it. So that's, that's what I do. Okay. I paint, I draw, and, and I run an art school as well in Spain. I have, a, I have an art school called Arts in Growth and so I take in, uh, what, a number of students there. <laughs> what kind that. of art is your forte? Well, it's, it's really not uh, – there's no fixed thing for it exactly like that. So I'm, 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 I'm rather versatile, and I, I work in all different media because I like to experiment around. And uh, so uh, I don't follow any particular style. I just, you know, whatever, whatever the, uh, the idea is, it has its own way of being expressed. And that's, what, that's the way I go oh, about yeah.
4: it. I mean, I, I, I tried to become an artist, and my thing was animals and nature. I never hmm. could draw faces right. Well, you yeah, you
8: just have to you just keep trying. If you can draw and paint, you can do it, you can do it with anything, you know, people, whatever. Right. I mean, that I always cool. take
4: classes and there was, it was abstract hmm. thought, which I never liked. Uh, well. But yeah,
8: we
2: just makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm.
8: yeah. no, you, you have to sort of find forget about the money really, thing. You know, you just have to do the work, and then pretty soon something comes along and they kind of pick you up. So. Money's sort of the last thing on the list, and the, the the more you ignore it, the better it gets, actually. People respect you more if you're not paying for money.
0: Right. Uh, but, but Jack's currently working on a series that's going to match people's couches. I don't think TJ heard that.
8: No, you didn't hear that,
0: huh? So why, why, why the...
1: Yeah, I was muted. Wha- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Did funny. you hear
0: that? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll put that picture of Blue Christ. Tommy, can you get on Blog Talk Radio on the website and look at his uh, artwork? His picture is up on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash TJMarsley Radio.
5: <laughs> oh, <I laughs> oh, I saw great. a
1: picture. Uh, yeah, that, that was really... Tom. That's Uncle Jack. Okay. And he's a Blue All Jesus. Right. Did you think his? Yeah, he's got all over the world, and uh, he, a lot of them are in Spain, but we're hoping he'll do like we did with Ace Folk Life. You know, with my husband, we cataloged them and numbered them, and he sold a whole lot in America and around the world, actually. But he had all his numbered, and then we, you know, his, uh, his estate's still in Kentucky. That's why I wanted to see who was calling in from Evansville, because his family lives up there. Mm. But uh, that's how we got started with the readings by accident was but fortunately, as soon as uh she came on, so did uh Suzanne to save us because I didn't have my cards out for tonight well, uh Uncle Jack, I want you to know Tommy because Tommy's been helping me hold our art fort down uh since I left Hawaii i used to I was an artist of Hawaii I'm have mentioned mention that to you, so he's oh, been yeah. helping us on the big island. <laughs> I don't think he's discovered my art of pogs, but I don't think he's been out looking for my
0: work either. So I have
1: to send him out to well, us for my pogs in Hawaii. Yeah,
0: we got to <laughs> we got to see we got to see your art, TJ. I haven't seen any of your art.
1: I told you they they took it all and made a lot of money off of it commercially.
0: Wow. Husband,
1: yeah, that was one of my husbands in the government, <laughs> and uh, he, uh
8: well, yeah.
1: other people well,
8: you just keep
1: not, well, I mean, there may be I had a Jesus portrait I did a Jesus in, uh, I don't know what happened to that uh, That was in Alabama During the university years But uh, when I started Assured Confidential Investigative Reports I did a, a Jesus came to me In a gold panteen, I guess you'd say Rich
2: Gold canteen.
1: Uh-huh. Gold and beige light. And so I put it on a like a fifteen by twenty candle.
0: So T J what's your what T J what's your favorite muse what's your favorite museum in the world that you've been to? The Louvre. Favorite art museum. The Louvre. Okay, yeah, there you go. Hard to beat that.
8: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um the other one
1: would be in uh, Madrid, Spain. I liked that one, but I don't remember the name of it. Do you, uncle Jack?
0: Yeah, it was called the Prado.
1: The other Prado. I saw a lot of the Catholic work in there, right?
0: Yeah, they have. Well, what do they have at the Prado, Jack? Well, they—they
8: actually—it's much more more than just one religious thing in the Prado. It, it covers. Uh, all all religious leaders, you know, Velazquez and Velasquez and Bosch. people like that, and Bosch and uh so it's it's much more um, much more comprehensive. It's not just uh it's just not religious people. Actually the problem is fantastic. It's it's worth a trip. It's really marvelous. Yeah. yeah I but, they do see it all.
1: but I, I loved oh. there. And then I went to Lisbon. What what was hmm. in Lisbon,
8: Uncle Jack? Well you have uh in there. I think not only Gronica and Lisbon or just in Madrid, uh, but in, in uh, Lisbon, the the, the, big, the biggest and the nicest things are the houses which they decorated with tiles, because the tile work became very important there, and they've done all the monasteries and very wealthy homes in tiles, and so you go to these homes that are opened up, and uh, the walls, ceilings, everything are tiles. It's really beautiful. It's really quite unusual, <laughs> but it's not, it's not the... Yeah. It's not the uh, it's not, the, it's not like the graphic arts, I think, because Prado has a different climate and all, so it's, 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 uh, yeah. it's, it's on the walls, and it's really, really quite exciting.
0: Did you, did you go to the castle there in Lisbon for the kings and the queens? They have it preserved, and the people must have been about four foot tall. Did you ever take that tour?
1: I didn't get to do everything. I wasn't really on a sightseeing. I was, uh, that's back during the Eco Expo years in 92, uh, 93. I was on my spiritual journey, and I was an artist then. But my uh, people that had uh, a retail store in Maui needed me to uh, go over and uh, buy some more cork in Spain because I did Quercus Subaru oak trees. With my art was my uh, clothes and my trench coats and my uh, purses and my handbags, small other goods, because I was in the uh, California Mart, and I was in Atlanta Apparel Mart. So what happened is, uh, even though I was an artist in oil and, and had, to I was an artist of Hawaii, I uh, went into making an alternative to leather, uh, and uh, Willie Nelson was doing hemp. And uh, he was a singer, and I was a singer, and we were both songwriters. But his, he and I had booths at the Eco Expo, so we had to go over and buy more product so while I was on a buying trip and negotiating contracts with Spain and Portugal, I uh, snuck over to those museums when they, people couldn't work. But I thought it was odd that, you know, we're used to as Americans working all day. But, uh, Jack, they took a lot of siestas. You know, when you're a working girl and you want to come over and work, they sleep like two hours or three hours midday. You, you know what I'm talking about? They just stop. Well, you,
8: you, I'm all I'm all for that. That's what I do. I, you take a sort of you well, break well, the day up, and it sort of starts new things happening. Huh? It's true, you know. So that way you get your you, you give your consciousness a chance to uh, kind of refresh itself. So a nap is an important part of my my. Uh, my my calendar, you know, I always manage to get, mid, you know, about midday you get up in the, the morning, you <laughs> see, so you get excited. Hmm? Who
1: started that culture? The artists or the farmers or the, the Yeah, the people? farmers.
0: The farmers, because it's oh. like here today. Well, in California, it's like 100 degrees, so you'd want to work during the morning, sun up, then work till like 9, 10, have a big lunch, and then. With wine, and then uh, siesta till it gets cooler, and then you work, and then you, you stay up all night. You're up till like, you know, one in the morning, two in the morning, because it's, it's just all about the weather. Yeah, cool they show. wanted
1: to talk soccer, uh, but they called it football uh, when I was over there. The, the men all wanted to negotiate. They didn't really want to negotiate with me, so thank God it took a man, even though I was the boss but i had to have a translator i took the girl she was spanish or where was she from puerto rico but well, she could speak España, the, the spain it was a little different right jack you know that being from yeah, mexico of course, no. and, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah but, but, but
8: she
1: it's, did it's pretty a, good
8: a, yeah it's the same what, thing like in brazil the, you know they speak spanish but it's like portuguese
1: portuguese yeah that that was quite a uh that was a lot for one girl. I was only like thirty three, but I was already the president CEO and already made oh. an artist of Hawaii. But Tommy Tommy uh didn't get to meet me then but spiritual but he uh he became part of my family uh with our past life interest. but he didn't understand the connection but he met Janet in, in Hawaii in twenty twelve. But Uncle Jack, Tommy has been holding the fort until you came along, till 2020 for Ace Folklife. Life, because Tommy, you're not really an artist, right? But you were holding it Ace Folk Life. He's more of a right.
8: ambassador.
1: Been holding the energy for you, Jack, for eight years till you got here.
8: <laughs> well, that's good. I'm certainly happy here. It's very good ambiance for an artist that I'm in right now. Well,
1: I hope you stay with us. Let's talk to your uh, granddaughter, our. Ar- what, uh, let's see on your uh, – on, on, wait, Suzanne, is that his granddaughter by marriage? Your daughter's on no, the line?
7: No, no, my daughter's on the line, but um, he, he has two pictures online of himself with his daughters. He has one daughter named Alicia, and he has another daughter um, named uh, Zara. And Zara is uh, 34, and I believe Alicia is 38, and those are his daughters. Um, yeah, I don't
1: know why we got a buzz on your phone, but I know it when you are talking.
7: I'm
1: uh, sorry. Sometimes it buzzes.
7: Well, who's your daughter? Introduce your daughter so we can talk to her. Oh, for my me. daughter. Uncle Jack, my, 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 my daughter is on the phone, and it's my daughter, and it's Katharine, and she's um, Katharina Hirschfeld, and she's sitting here listening. Well, is she so, on one of these phone lines that's open, 949? She's, uh, she's on she's 310. On. Three one zero. Katharina, is can you hear me? Yes.
1: Oh, good. So there's no feedback there. Maybe y'all can be in.
9: Yeah, we're all in the same room. I just have myself on mute when she's when she's talking.
1: Okay. When she talked, then each one of y'all mute.
9: Yeah, we perfected, it's you know, the art of muting through conversation with all these Zoom things you have to have in the same conference room. <laughs>
1: okay, Catherine, uh, it, say your name properly because this is being uh, recorded historically, but for uh, Tommy and Uncle Jack meeting for the Ace Folk life. of course, you know, I knew Suzanne Rich, but I don't know you. So would you, for the record, you know, go ahead and introduce your name and the type of background you have and how you fit into all this Artist spiritual community, if you would. Oh.
9: Um, So yeah, you said my name right? It's Catherine. A. It's easier when you hear it than when you read it. But um, yeah, so Catherine, I I actually, I mean, I was born into it, obviously, with my mom being who she is and being a psychic since the age of 16. So growing up with um, astrology and tarot cards and psychics around the house was just a normal part of my childhood and uh, I rebelled and went into the um, legal field where you know right brain logic uh, evidence nothing of the metaphysical world so um, I came back to it uh, and as an adult to kind of balance out my right brain process in the legal field and started doing um, dream class dream interpretation and uh, began studying astrology and um, what we call the divining arts. We have a little group and we get together and discuss all of our our metaphysical and divining interests.
1: Wow, great. And you are in your 30s, aren't you? 36 or so? 34. Just turned 34 and Oh, wonderful. So, Tommy... This is Katharina, and she's new too. We hope she'll become a part of our Ace Folk Life or Ace Metaphysical. And sounds like she's more of a metaphysician than an artist. But I think Jack is both. Rich and Suzanne are probably both because Suzanne sent me a lot of Art Deco, so I know she does art. But uh, anyway, Tommy, say hi to Katharina and let's find out if she does art or just metaphysics and stuff. See if we can find out. Greetings. Uh-
4: yeah, I, I got involved with so many things all my life. Uh, nothing was voluntarily. I was pulled into it or pushed into it, or it just happened that I was stuck in the middle of it. Uh, so, but I, I'm glad that I did because I went through a couple marriages that were good while they lasted. One lasted 10 years, one lasted 20 years. But uh, after I got out of that, I ended up staying with a Buddhist who was... was who's an incredible person, uh, and I learned a lot more about Buddhism uh, in, a, in a different way. I mean, I worked with a deity when I was young, and I didn't even know who or what it was for many years. So each thing I got pulled into was not like, I didn't plan on doing this, I didn't plan on doing that. It just was thrown in my face, and I had to deal with it. But uh seems like you pushed yourself into what you wanted to do, which is a good thing to do. But how how are you dealing with it now?
9: Yeah, I mean, I didn't understand that it was different, right? My mom would uh, communicate with me via images, and I didn't understand that that was different or a way that you didn't communicate with people. I thought just, you know, getting images and having no outer dialogue was normal. Um, I w- when I was asked to find things in the house, I would be able to go find them at a very young age um I mean I just kind of that stuff kind of came naturally to me um and I kind of grew out of it for a little while so being able to tap back into it has been um you know you kind of have to find your own process and what interests you and then I think you're able to tap into those gifts really quickly um so I started following a lot of uh, people at Hay House and um kind of those spiritual teachers and then I fell in with an attorney who is uh, follows a lot of Buddhist practices. Got me into yoga. Um, you know, we function to our office, and so she followed a lot of those things. So I think that kind of brought me back into the fold, um, working just just being at work and us having overlapping interests. Um, so it's it's and it's fun to work into our legal practice where we follow astrology on things that are good days, bad days to go to court or file things or have meetings. and So we we really take it to heart and I think it helps us a lot in our uh, interactions with our clients and then um, just, you know, you know when you're going to have kind of a bad day at the office because, you know, there's some Mars aspect or Pluto aspect happening. So it just helps you be prepared. Uh, you know, I was
4: going to have an operation And the doctor gave me a date, and it was a really bad day that I knew would be a really bad. And I said, I really would take any other day than that day. And he says, for you, I'll do anything. And he he changed the date for me. But uh, it was a really important operation. I mean, it was for my shoulder. I was working for the phone company. But during that operation, it was actually being aware of the whole operation, stepping out of my body. But being able to prove it to him was, was the biggest gift. He was one of the top... Surgeons in New York City He worked on all the famous people Like Catfish Hunter uh, The people from Cat, Cats And a lot of big sports players He was a sports doctor And uh, after the operation Right after the operation My eyes opened up and he said You can't be awake I said what do you mean I can't be awake I'm awake No you're not You can't be I said yes I am And I can see you Go back to sleep I said I-, I saw the whole operation He goes no you didn't I go yes I did I said, he goes, all right, I'll come to your room. And then he came to my room right after the operation. And I told him what went down in the whole operation and he was blown away. He was 45 at the time. He was, he was a young doctor, but he didn't understand things like that. But after I told him, they kind of like changed his whole viewpoint on the idea of being able to do something like that or that it really happens. Uh, so to me, it was a good experience. I mean, even though it was a, a really bad operation, but he did a really good job on me as well. So, but I mean, it's like I said, little things that happen that I really wouldn't have chose to do by any means. But it always turned out to be beneficial in a lot of different ways. But uh, are you in a relationship now?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause
4: I always wanted, yeah. You know, I always wanted to have children. That never happened. I had three wives, and they all gave themselves a miscarriage. So I never had the child. And then I realized I'm not going to have a child in this lifetime, which was fine because then I stayed with my spiritual quest, which led me in a a greater direction for that and helped me stay within that. Like I said, if I would have married the first person, which I did, and had a child, I would have been a family man. And that's what I would have been happy doing the rest of my life. But luckily, it all changed. And I started a spiritual quest, which changed my reality. I mean, I had five death experiences. I was empathic for a few years. So all those things just magnified where I was headed. And I'm just kind of glad that it turned out that way. But uh, through my life, it's it's, it's hard because everybody thinks when you're spiritual or you become spiritual, everything is rosy. I mean, a lot of people say it is. I look at reality. I said, I can't be happy until the world's happy. It's just my viewpoint of life. I can't be walking around smiling when I know a child, something's happening to a child. So it's just my perception and the way I live life. I mean, I'm writing a book on, on something really dramatic. Uh, but it's helping me feel that I can help the world in some way. I mean, if I get this book done before I leave the planet, I, I feel it can help a lot of women. So, uh, yeah, you, you when you get spiritual nudges, there's always the option to listen or not to listen. But I mean, the way you were brought up, you could always hear it, whether you followed him or not, it was always your choice, which is really cool. I mean, most people don't get that chance or have that ability. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest gifts because understanding things that most people don't only can help you grow. And in this time frame, learning about death, learning about psychic abilities, learning about spirit, energy, and all those things are so critical to soul within itself. I mean, it's not going to change. I, I don't believe it changes this reality that much because everybody says you can create your reality. No, you live in this planet, which I call hell. It's, you can't change the government. You can't change countries. You've got to be under their rule. Sure, you can say, I can do whatever I want, but you really can't. You do what the rules of government says you can do. So, yeah, I'm a rebel. I'm part native, and I danced for almost 35 years. I did magic, stage magic as well for about 35 years. So I I branched out a lot of different ways, only to find that where I'm at now, I mean, I'm retired, which is probably the best space to be when you're trying to be a writer. I mean, if you're trying to be a writer and you got to do a normal five job, it's pretty hard. uh, Especially when you're dealing with... I was a plumber, I was an electrician, I worked at a phone company. So when you get freedom... And the freedom comes within. I mean, people say, well, you be the best you can. I say, you're always the best you can. Whether you realize it or not, it's just up to you to follow through. So that's my view on it. TJ, you there? Did she come back?
7: TJ? I don't know where she is. I think maybe she's like on mute or something. Well, Tommy, that's my daughter, Katharina. And uh, maybe a, another time, maybe I'll bring on my son. So, I am one of those people that's very fortunate that I got to have the family, and I got to work as a psychic and pursue my dream. So, oh no, it's true.
4: That's great. Yeah, yeah,
7: that's Thanks. great.
1: No, yeah, I'm you. here. I was on mute. I was on mute. Okay. So, okay. Uh, what I was wanting to do was to uh, book a uh for today uh for in honor of everybody uh a, a, a name for our uh today's show magazine but i'm having to give' them my card numbers uh to do that and uh i'm looking for one that matches one of my cards right now in my uh let's see Oh, my grandson didn't bring me back that card is what it is. Let me see if I can do it on this one. Uh, My grandson took me shopping and didn't give me back my card. How weird is that, right? (laughs) Uh, Hold on. But what I'm going to do is tell you guys as a surprise for the year. uh, Let's see. What is – if I can read this, 675. I'll tell you the name in just a minute. Something special. Uh, for all of us to play on. Let's see. Save. Let's see if it takes. It's called uh, Spirituality Wellness. And uh, let me see if it will complete the purchase. If it is, we're meant to get it, right? If it doesn't, we're not. That was just Thank you. Yay. All right. So we're going to be spiritualwellness.com. Spirituality. Will you write that down, Catherine, in your honor of your family there with your uncle, Tommy, and everybody? Spiritualitywellness.com. I don't know why it wanted to be, rec- be created, but uh, it wants to be on Wikipedia and nobody's put it. So we can ask for it. So Spirituality Wellness will be our new uh, magazine for today. And we've got Ascension Center uh, Ohana that we have to build. But uh, it just wanted to be done, so I guess we needed more creation of wisdom from the well of wisdom today. So, uh, you know, we should talk about that spirituality. PJ? what was that wellness? It's, it's, All right, so we, we need to write that down. That's I got. That's I wrote it down. Yeah. Okay,
7: good. Do you do you have? Is there anybody waiting online that wants to get one last reading, uh, just one short reading? No, just
1: uh, Tanika. I think is still here. She didn't go away. Tanika, is that you?
7: Yes, it's me. Oh, good for Uh, you, Tanika. Good for you. Okay. Um, Okay. So, all right, that's good. So, um, hmm, the the spiritual, the um, TJ, the spiritual awareness ascension um, show that you have now. Talk about how it was created to honor your daughter. This is what the whole story is about. Well, Ascension Center Ohana and the Love and Light
1: community came together for her growing up without me while I was in the military. Uh, my husband and I divorced in '80, and we separated. Uh, and uh, my kids got really upset because his family had the money. I've I've uh, took my company. I left my company, Assured Confidential Investigative Reports, and and went out to Denver in snow because he had the money and I didn't, and we had tried to stay together. So we remarried for a couple of years for the kids, but uh, financially, we just weren't making it. It was when he had left NASA, and I was at the University of Alabama and doing uh, forensics, and I was working at Arthur Murray at night and doing cleaning houses during the day, but we had been used to me all those years at NASA. I was paying the house payments because I did rent. You know, I worked for Newton Schwartz. So I always had apartments, you know, from the time I was 16 till uh, you know, I stayed pregnant. And then I ran them on the uh, telephone road apartments. I ran the daycare center with Sherry Hardesty. So all that <laughs> became a part of our reality. But by the time uh, I get to Alabama and my husband and I divorce, it's really deep, folks. Believe me, we tried and tried because he loved me and I loved him, and to his death we were still best friends and we hugged each other. But he died early due to cancer, and then she died of cancer. But what's happened is uh, my husband's and my daughter. It was just really hard. So uh, she and I created uh, the Ascension Center Ohana, or Ascension Center organization, really, and the logo. But it got taken over when I was up in Kentucky. I don't understand how. But i would had it since her early 70s and 80s, so uh, we called it the Power of Three, and we made three petals like a... a, I've got different renditions of it. But when I walked... uh, Here's the God story for today, what Suzanne's asking me is. uh, Ascension Center... uh, Ascension Center, I I put over there in Hawaii, and I I put it before the Catholic Church owned it. So when they... uh, Saw me, they were in Missouri Wanting their Ascension Center magazine up Which they have But uh, I had the logo And they already had the logo So I don't know where they got their logo from But my daughter was sitting in Sacred Heart And she and I created it Before the church had it So I got called over to Owensboro When I was living in Kentucky And uh, this this uh, secu- Tommy was on the phone I told Tommy and, Su- and Janet That they called me and wanted me to come to the studio where I was a recording producer with my music. And so, uh, Tommy, do you remember way back in the beginning in 2012 And they called me, I told you it was sort of spooky? Do you remember the spooky time over the logo? And I told you, yeah, okay, you do remember. It was sort of spooky times. And we were fighting over it, but they would never tell me that they were calling me about the Ascension Center logo. They had uh, these undercover police officers and this one, uh, this archaeologist with the government, and I always worked with uh, our anthropologist was an archaeologist. I get anthropologist and archaeologist mixed up. One digs up dead bones and the other one digs up dead. Anyway, one of them always had to work with me on my cases when federal when we dug things up around the world. Anyway. One of them uh, came on my show, I can go back and find it But uh, the the whole problem was Apparently the words Ascension and Center that I got in Hawaii I got it from God And so uh, I got ordained in the gold pyramid And uh, it was called Unity Church But I kept telling it it was Ascension Center and they didn't know why, and they were confused, but they put their hands on my head. I had a laying on of hands. Of course, I was an LDS in the Gold Pyramid Church, which was Unity Church. But anyway, uh, it's a long story where all the world religions come together. But it, the Ascension Center, since uh, lightning struck a tree while I was in Hawaii, and I was already an artist of Hawaii, and I was doing that artwork like Jack was doing his, so you know, I'd already done the Jesus picture and it already had extraterrestrial uh, visits and I was working for the government. I was already in department of Navy. My, I had to leave my kids and go to Chicago. So they came up there and, uh, we watched Shirley McClain come out, but we were having all these paranormal experiences and, uh, it, it was just a weird, weird wild, wild time. So when, uh, I had to go to Hawaii. Uh, Stephanie came and Gigi came, but Angela wouldn't come and Lauren. They were the two oldest. So Angela stayed and went to college. Then she moved to Hawaii, I mean, to Houston with my mom, and Lauren stayed down here in Florida because they were already high school college. So uh, Gigi came over when she was 16. But we worked on the Ascension Center. She was even in in the Hawaii paper. And we were doing the Eco Expo, and I put the Ascension Center in the newspaper. And this was ninety two, ninety three, but we already already had all the logos and the name, so they didn't fight me on it. But they tried to, or something. The guy that were the all these you know people undercover, they because uh, I was uh, uh, BMI, I was in Broadcast Music Incorporated, and I was also a producer with International Bluegrass Music Incorporated. I. Uh, IBMA, and they had my recordings at the museum there in Owensboro, Kentucky. So that's where they had me come in a, a recording studio. They wanted me to buy it was Sunlight Music, owned by uh, this little. Well, back when he was younger, he was a little boy, but he was uh, he went to school with another guy, and they both played guitars, and they were in my band. But uh, he wound up coming to Hawaii. And then he had a, another guy that was on some of my recordings. And uh, the musicians knew we opened a portal and we called it Ascension Portal. So the whole thing was art, music, writing music, and then my daughter standing up for the Ascension Center Church Ohana, our Ascension Center Ohana, our Ascension, Ascension Center organization. But see, the reason I wanted Janet and Tommy to stay involved with Ascension Center and today Ace Life was to help me uh, hold on to the energy in Hawaii for me and my daughter that were there and created, you know, all of the uh, unity with the uh, gold pyramids and God and, you know, the lightning and hitting the tree and God saying Ascension Center. And it was like a Moses moment, you know, but the only thing I didn't see was a big... <laughs> God uh, a burning tree I saw a burning No I saw a burning tree (laughs) It it burned they had to bring the truck So you know to Tommy It may not be Moses and the burning bush But it might as well been It was you know it was very prophetic To me I had signs Y'all and I've had to fight the world To make this happen So and you know it's sort of like Nobody understands Uncle Jack Either but I feel like he could probably feel My pain if he you know created things, and nobody gets his work and you know i'm I'm doing my best to hold my you know myself together to bring everybody together so somehow, Suzanne found me through another gentleman that said he would make sure that a c o club he got me on some level b m i level it was uh out of Alabama we both were business something business I've already forgotten now. But anyway, uh, he and I were in BMI together, uh, and I'm a lifetime member. It's sort of like a Tony Robbins motivation. It was like for entrepreneurs. So, uh, and I can't ever remember his name, but he's in some of our radio shows and on some of our websites. But Robin, J- somehow Suzanne got a calling, of, and I believe she was divinely guided. She got uh, given two or three names uh, by this gentleman. And for some reason, she liked me, and I had just quit. Tommy can tell you. I was almost dead. I was so depressed, my husband and my daughter, and I just didn't want to live anymore. And uh, everybody knows I'm a psychic, and Tommy puts psychics down, but he's worked with them forever. And he's, you know, he can tell you stories in Florida and working with the dolphins when he moved away. So to me, he's a very spiritual guy. But he was also a magician in Las Vegas, so he's got he understands a lot of the uh, practitioners because he had his own coven and he did a lot of he's played both sides, so he he can balance. But right now I need everybody, and so Uncle Jack represents all the people like me that came in music and bluegrass and artists. And I lost my producer; he died, so. You know, Michael Jackson was involved, and he died, and he came to me. Stan Lee came to me. So, you know, Hawaii is not that hard to get to, but I was in Hawaii, and he came to me. Of course, his brothers were helping me in California where Suzanne is. But there's something about what I'm doing that is called by God. And I don't care what you want to say, divine guidance, source, the great architect with the Masons, whatever you want to call it. There is something out there. And when I died, I went to various levels. So I was trying to put the levels together and make them the ascension process because so many people use the colors of the rainbow and the chakras and the DNA and how you see colors and quantum physics, DNA and all that together. So I don't think Tommy gets me on the uh, papers I've written. And I was even in a Chinese book uh, uh, not philosophy, a physics book in China that quoted me because they found me I was the first one in cyberspace in uh, this timeline with the internet to use the dot theory where everything came back to a dot. And I explained it all scientifically in a white paper and it was accepted back in the quantum physics papers and they took it and used it. So, you know, I did get a little credit there and uh, that was explained to me. But other than that, I've written a bunch of books about Ascension Age and Ascension Center and extraterrestrials, but Suzanne, until you came along, I wasn't really willing to own my psychic abilities. Although for years, you know, I've been paid, I was paid professionally to work at bookstores as a psychic. So I am a paid professional. But I also see the the side where last time you were on with me and Tommy, remember that guy that said it's not right for us to meet on
7: Sundays or to have uh, oh, that James Polly uh, was on, remember? No, no, no. No, it was the other guy who came on and he said a, a guest came on when we had James on and he said it wasn't right to charge for psychic work because if it was God's gift, then we shouldn't charge for it. And my opinion was is that... You know, all of our talents are God-given, and people want to pay. I mean, that's just life today. I think, theoretically, that a psychic should be supported by her community and that she shouldn't have to worry about whether or not she's making X number of dollars. But the world doesn't operate that way, and, you know, it does sort of become a situation if you can stay employed as a psychic, it's different. It's very, very different. Uh, the quality of your work, your ability to be accountable and responsible and uphold a t- a t- intention and to have a spiritual value system. It's a different world if you take responsibility and accept payment for your work. It's a very, very different world. So I understood well, I what you were saying. Well, you know, Tommy was a
1: magician and worked with a bunch of psychics and helped. Mm -hmm. One come on show even and helped her for years. He worked with a lot of them at events and the prophet conferences. But, you know, spirituality envelops spiritual world. And I was working with Pegasus Productions in Evansville, Indiana, and we had spiritual meetings. And then she's the one with her ministry that took me down to Biloxi. And I did readings down here in Biloxi. And we went to see the first, first time I got to see the Dead Sea Scrolls. And if mm-hmm. I hadn't been asking the ministry to go and read, and she was scared she, we were going to be picketed. She warned us, you know, that the Armada Inn, the big one in Biloxi. And then we mm-hmm. went over to uh, see uh, in Charles something. It's my fu- mother's best, St. Charles or somewhere, uh, somewhere over here. But we went to see the Dead Sea Scrolls in the museum. Mm-hmm. So right. if it hadn't been for my God telling me to... Do the Ascension Center, and if he hadn't shown me all the magic, and if the extraterrestrials or ESPs didn't show me what I did, and the government hadn't, the government paid me, and they paid me to be intelligent and to know things, and they use—I don't care what anybody says—they use psychics, okay? And you know, right. Michael Jackson believed in them, and he was very religious. He was raised, I think, Seventh Day Adventist. I think I forgot. Hmm. He told me, but I forgot. But, uh anyway, and Stan Lee believed I was a superwoman with my e t stories on UFO Digest, you know mm-hmm. he was looking for people for his show, but you know it, a lot of famous people believed in me, but we just I never asked them for money. I just didn't. I never asked mm-hmm. for money, but now, if i'm going to get paid for my time, when i trained I trained over fifteen hundred psychics, and I told them. Exactly on the spiritual side, you're not paying for God's gift, we're all here, but you're getting paid for your time, and there's right. nothing against law if even the uh, in the Bible we told them, you know, sure, there's things that man twisted around when the Celestine uh prophets came through, and then we had uh you know the king, and we only had so many people that were putting together the written word, and you know my husband and I had to go through that and go see that Bible, the Gutenberg Bible. Bible in, the, in the, uh, the Prison thing the bars came down Because you weren't supposed to do something And my husband had to stay like 12 hours or something inside it But you know we studied the Intelligence of how the Bible was created and book By book and all those that didn't make it Into the Bible but a lot of people Don't have that logic or intelligence To fall back on So mm-hmm. I understand how people Miss history so To me what we're doing tonight is combining all world history, and we know everybody is wanting to rewrite it, and they also have woken up and know that everything's not the way it was intended to be, that only the people that could read and write and really won the wars, you know, with the church and the politicians, they're the ones that got to write what happened. So with you guys tonight, you're helping me rewrite history, or for the people in their 30s and below, we're going to be the old guys. Mm-hmm. Well, your daughter's here. But she your daughter <laughs> can represent with uh, Geraldine. So maybe uh, she'll come on Sunday after next so we can get some of the young people because uh-huh. the spirit mysteries and the spiritual science people at your daughter's age. See, my daughters are in their late 40s. Well, they're all in, at 50 right now. You know, 50, mm-hmm. 49, 50, 51. But we need somebody your daughter's age that can come in and learn from the elders in our right. groups, yeah, right? Right. So uh, This is their power in the no 30s. Body. Well, I hope yeah, I know that, Suzanne, no, because nobody has ever really given me a a platform to talk about it. So I guess that's why you were chosen. You were willing to listen. or God chose you. I know you he know, did. Uh, did. Uh, thank <laughs> <That's> you. <it. laughs>
7: you know, our our per, our connecting person is a man by the name of Robert Butwin. He's on LinkedIn and he calls himself a professional connector. And I told him I was looking for um psychics to interview and he gave me three phone numbers. And Robert Butwin is an amazing connector. If anybody is using their LinkedIn page to promote themselves, go on to LinkedIn and uh click into Robert, and his last name is spelled B-U-T-W-I-N, and ask to connect with him, and he'll give you a phone call, and you ask him, is there anybody I can connect with, and he will connect you with different people. So I believe in the synchronistic value of having that opportunity to connect with people that show up in your life, and I don't believe there's any accidents. I believe it's the universe validating who and what you are. I am sorry you haven't had a platform to talk about your spiritual journey and the religious um, meaning of it, because Sunday is really an important day for you. This is what you really do want, is the opportunity to talk about the process of, of ascension. So, yeah, long overdue, long overdue, TJ, for you to talk about that and the importance of who you are today. And we're all resurrecting ourselves. We're all coming out of the state of the old. We're watching a civilization die We're being reborn, and this is our chapter, Rebirth. It is very important. Well, thank you. And Tommy has held the words,
1: uh, but we haven't been able to build anything with him and Janet with the power of three for eight Mm -hmm. years. My God. And, I mean, a lot of it's my fault with my husband's death and dying and my daughter's. But, you know, communities are built on hope and faith and spirit and we have a lot of followers, only and if I charity. come back to T.J. Mark ET Radio. And
7: charity. And then
1: everybody's, everybody's <laughs> got their charity and, and yeah. hope and charity. But, yeah. you know, if we'll come together and help,
7: uh, uh-oh, somebody fell off. Do you know, I've got to tell you, I've got to put a quick joke in here, T.J., to change the shift the energy a little bit. So when Los Angeles was a um, um, uh-huh. very new was a very new city. There was a chapter where they had one street was called Hope, one was called Faith, and one was called Charity. It was a common tradition for families to name their three daughters Hope, Faith, and Charity. And um, Faith, um, Faith was n- renamed, and Hope um, wasn't, and Charity was renamed. And so the only city, uh, street in Los Angeles that remains today from its original days is Hope, and I always think that's interesting because maybe charity would have been better. But anyway, that's, you know, God has a great sense of humor sometimes and presents us with an opportunity to resurrect in the middle of the ashes. And this is, this is the story you are telling today, is that you've picked yourself up from the ashes, you're resurrecting yourself, and you're going back out there and doing it again on, on hope. Right. And I saw... Uh... I was very
1: concerned in Owensboro when the Catholic Church stopped putting it the worth. They used to advertise on their billboard, Faith, Hope, and Charity, and they took it down. No mm-hmm. more charity. And, you know, it's considered faith-based, but they would say hope. But they all took charity out. It's like all the churches got taken over by the Republicans. <laughs> church, but I was always told that the Jews and the Catholics were Democrats. So Right,
7: uh, right, right. It's oh, not about
1: religions anymore, but uh, you know a lot of the religions are Republicans. But I hope that our group is welcoming and open to all religions, even the LGBT. My brother, Tommy might not like this, yeah. but I want to be open. No, Tommy's open because Bill Tracer was one of our open welcoming, and he was uh, uh, open and welcoming for the LGBTQ too. Yeah. So uh my brother was on Oprah Winfrey as you know, he was gay and he played Boy George. So uh Oprah Winfrey knows about my family and you know, it's uh it's interesting. Uh, let me see who this nine one uh that went off. It was nine one seven. Was that your uh husband that fell mm, off? That's
7: the guy who was called before husband? and argued with us. No. That was the guy who called before. His um nine one seven. Okay. So. Well
1: uh Kath, Catherine, Katharina, would you, uh, Katharina,
7: would Katharina, would you? Katharina, you got a perfect. Come... Which it one? Perfect. Katharina? Katharina. Uh, okay. Uh, Kath,
1: Katharina, could you maybe come back? We'll give you a break next Sunday, but the Sunday after that to talk with Geraldine. Sure. What's know. the topic? She's about your age. Ascension meditation. I don't know if you're into meditation, okay. but uh, we just sure, had on Saturday with Janet. But it's not all about that because me and Tommy would be here. But uh, Tommy, <laughs> get up on your meditation stuff. I don't. Uh, Tommy, what kind of meditation? Me and Tommy used to do uh, meditation on our shows. Uh, just you know, talk up with. Remember Tommy with Deborah? Okay. We used to say so walk, open up, and you know we'd walk you up through the crown chakra that kind of stuff. You remember Tommy? Right. That's one. You know, there's many ways. Like
4: I keep telling people there's thousands of meditations and you only need one that works.
1: Well, be get up on it for Geraldine. I, I asked you to listen to Geraldine, at least the last hour with me and Suzanne, but uh, Suzanne, I talked to her and she was really sweet. And she's, uh, folks, uh, I'm asking Geraldine, uh, back Sunday after next so let me look at it real quick because Katharina is her age and they've got a whole different spirit science going on but let me look at blog talk radio because she's going to be I've got to go over myself and look outside because I'm on the inside of the studio but Katharina uh, well I can't see it when the upcoming broadcast ascension center now that's tonight shoot I have to go hold on I want to find next Let's see, Attention Center Geraldine. Okay, it's 920, and it's the same time, same station, folks. And she's doing a – next Sunday she can't come on because she's doing that uh, spirit uh, expo. But it says, Attention Center Ohama spiritual love and light community, sharing educational entertainment, topics for spiritual growth, self-healing, Open source talk shows live. We also share spiritual ascension speakers at events online. And then Geraldine Orozco provides insight as to how DNA is the currency of the past, present, and future. And how consciousness plays an important role. A life-changing contact experience in 2013 resulted in the activation of her psychic abilities. She is now dedicated to the dissemination of knowledge on DNA and a new understanding of commonly held dogma of the human genetic timeline. Geraldine is the owner of Bay Area Meditation in San Francisco, which specializes in corporate wellness programs for Silicon Valley tech giants. She facilitates DNA reprogramming as a speaker and radio host. And she's going to be on... Uh, let me see if she sent me that expo I was looking at it And the gentleman that does spiritual uh He does really good YouTubes on spirit science Here it is You are awesome Teresa, I see you I thought it would be appropriate For you to say hello and congratulations Who said that? Hold on This must be uh, Listen, you're awesome Who said that? Let me see who's saying this. Spirit Science. It says Jordan River. So, Jordan River starred in Team Spirit. So, uh, that's cool. He's real uh, Spirit Science Central. So, he does Spirit Studios. Now, uh, Jordan is a really cool kid. He started uh, after I did, but I really like him. He's out of Irvine, California. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Jordan River. Uh, Do y'all ever watch those? uh, Maybe Geraldine does because she's young. I mean, uh, Katharina. Katharina, have you seen on YouTube those little comedy spirit science people?
6: Say that again.
1: Have you seen uh, spirit science on uh, YouTube? They're little little, uh, comedy people.
9: No, I'm not familiar with that.
1: All right. Well, they're real... I mean, I know that you work for attorneys. I used to talk a lot more intelligence (laughs) when I worked for attorneys. I was actually a paralegal and a bona fide investigator. I really was licensed and everything. But as a legal investigator, I tried to be a lot more intelligent. But in the last 20 years living in Kentucky, I've sort of done myself down. But Spirit Science by Jordan River, he started doing these really cool things he was learning and putting them in little YouTubes. And so – let me see if I can find it. But uh, Jordan River, folks, spirit science. But he's doing a expo with him, and I need to find it. I told her it's next the 12th and
2: 13th. It was
1: something expo. Let me see. Darn it. It's not in my email. Let me see if I can find it. It's spirit science.
3: Spirit science
1: complete. <laughs> Spirit Science Complete Series, uh, 71 videos. She's got 7 million hits, folks. Spirit Science. So uh, just so you know. And anyway, they're doing an expo. And uh, I believe it's next weekend, and uh, she's going to be speaking at it. But I didn't put it on here. But uh, just look up Jordan River and Spirit Science and then uh, Geraldine, on Bay Area Meditation and uh, Jordan River and team so we'll be working with them they're very uh, cool they're in California so Suzanne and uh, Rich and uh, I guess uh, Uncle Jack and maybe Catherine if we can get Catherine to help us but uh, these young people have so much more intelligence and
7: energy with wisdom and words right so And she also has a real love of, um, you know, learning to use astrology, essential oils. She has more technology understanding. Yeah, it's really quite fortunate. Spirit
1: Science Expo.
7: Let me see if I can,
1: if there is such a thing uh, next weekend. But folks, look it up if you can in 2020. I know the Spirit of St. Louis is not, not what I'm looking for. Anyway, Spirit Science, let me see Spirit Science Expo. Uh, may, I don't know who it's through, but uh just get in touch with Geraldina Roscoe, our Bay Area Meditation and look up uh next weekend is is the is the expo. And then uh Tommy, what was that universal one you were talking about? What the universal I asked you to to share it tonight. You no know, it's uh, is it international UFO?
4: Uh, I'll pull it right up.
1: Do we got time yet? All right. Yeah, uh-huh. go yeah, ahead and second. pull it up. All uh, right, because I want I want uh, Suzanne and uh, Rich, cause they can go and work with us at all these events in California and uh, Arizona. Uh, Tommy. Uh, yeah. Well, Internationally,
4: we'll they get it. Energy, but
1: we can do them. They're, they're just going ahead and charging for workshops online and calling it an expo, basically. And then there's Portal to Ascension, with uh, name, Isaiah. So, folks, we're just trying to get you back into touch with what we're doing internationally. Okay. I'm going to let everybody see. I'm going to turn uh Suzanne. TJ? Okay, I think that was the background of Tanika. Well, Tanika, come back. We'll be back here Thursday. Do you want to do Thursday and let Tanika know or people that want to call in? Thursday, yeah. Okay. About Friday – now, uh, Friday, I don't know, after the letter I got from Janet, uh, and you got one too, so read that. I don't think – but Friday, I don't know that she's going to schedule with us anymore. So we may just okay. do Friday uh, shows uh, for uh, uh, ACO. But will you work out the schedule? Because you can't make the Monday no. meetings, but today's Sunday. so uh,
2: okay. But
1: can we – but see if we can talk uh, – so we can do more and definitely Ace life. if uh, Your daughter wants to help You know yep. she's always welcome So let Thank me let Katherine Katherine stayed but I think Rick got off And poor, poor Uncle Jack Uncle Jack we'll have y'all On Saturday and y'all can talk more Jack and Jack and Jill <laughs> Uncle Jack and Rick right They can talk more Tommy on Saturdays right They can talk on Saturdays because And uh, Suzanne, you and I can talk on Thursdays and Sundays more, right? Okay, good, very good. Tommy can talk on Sunday and you can, but folks, we'll get it right. We're all the same, but I do want to do that. Uh, Did Katharina write down, Katharina, did you write down spirituality wellness? I know your mother did.
7: Yep, she did.
1: Spiritualitywellness.com. All right, right. so that's going to be, uh, uh, Rick mentioned that he's helping me with the couch picture so we want to do the Jesus probably on the front of uh, Katharina's magazine spirituality wellness magazine that will be for the young kids you think Katharina could live up to helping us edit with her intelligent logical side Suzanne's always saying she's not that editor level (laughs) (laughs) but you're hoping We'll Suzanne,
7: be back. We'll, you be on... you can help monitor it. we'll we'll work on it. We'll just work on it one piece at a time. But I'll be back on Thursday and you and I can go back to work doing readings. Sorry I got in late. I had to eat dinner. And um, as always, T J you've made it really wonderful. And uh, I do like the spiritual message. It was good working the show with Tommy and, and it went really well. Thank you for having us. And we'll be back on Thursday, T J.
1: All right. Well, write down spiritual well, spiritualitywellness.com. Wellness. Yep, that got
7: will it. And that'll be
1: for Katrina and the young people like Geraldine and all of them that want to work with us. And uh, you, you know that you and you know that you me and Tara, uh, Tara have that Ascension Center Ohana magazine with Tommy. Okay. So, uh, uh, but your husband, well, we don't have the Ace Folk Life up, but I was going to use Ericot. But let's talk to jack and uh your husband about their magazine it just goes with okay. the website
9: we just right. put
1: articles and pictures all right Very thank good. you all right love and light thank you Katharina. thank, thank you. you i hope i hope you can come back well no yeah no promises that you have to but if you're so divinely inspired we'll love your attention <laughs> thank you i appreciate that Well, we appreciate you showing up, especially at your young age. Thank you. Wow, you're the youngest person we've had, like, on staff, you know, like not a call-in. So I'm impressed. Thank you so much. You represent a lot of people out there. (laughs) You'll anchor a whole new crew, (laughs) you and Geraldine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne, as always, for bringing your family and your daughter. Uh Uh-oh, did she fall off? Uh, I guess you can. I must have muted myself. Uh, Tommy, can you hear me? All right, Tommy, yeah, I can hear you. Me, so. All right, so All right. Uh, tell tell Tanika how to call you uh, so that you can help her. Tanika, call yeah, Tommy I in could, Hawaii.
5: It's, it's not could, long for you to call, but go ahead and talk. Tanika. No, I, I had wanted to ask oh. Suzanne another question. I wanted to ask her about rela- a relationship with someone before she got off the phone. I was holding to try to to try to ask her a question.
1: Uh, she's got a seven one four number, uh, and you can look her up uh, on. Uh, I've got her on acirradio.com You can look her up on acirradio.com dot uh, Her number is seven one four five hundred. She gives it out. Did you not write her number down?
5: No, I, I. I was. I got put on mute, I was waiting till I came off mute. I was. I was waiting till the you know when I was when I came up here to try to to try to ask her. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, hold on. Uh, hold on. Get Tommy. Give her your number. Okay. Hey, my my
4: ever. number is eight
1: zero eight two one seven
4: five nine six five. The best psychic and ever. On, or, and I'm on what Skype. Uh, works eleven. Uh. I finally found it, TJ. It was the International UFO Congress newsletter, but it's for the UFO uh, Congress conference.
1: Okay. Well, when is it, though, Tommy? Because we're still recording.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, it's. I guess it's next weekend. It's four days, but like I said, it's online. Uh, and it's, it's expensive if you want to go to all the workshops and everything. I think the cheapest ticket you well, can get is 169.
1: All right. Well, the Spirit Science Expo uh, with Jordan River and Geraldine Roscoe is next weekend too. So we have the Spirit Science and the International UFO Congress. So if they're going to compete on the same weekends, we you know we're telling y'all so y'all can make your own choice. But uh, if you'll get in touch with Tommy. Uh, he can give you uh, Suzanne's phone number. I'm trying to look it up on my other phone right now. Well, sorry, this,
2: conference,
4: this conference
1: starts on the 9th, and it's all the way to the 13th. Yeah, so it's the same weekend. Uh, yeah, it's next here. weekend. <laughs> Suzanne Wyman. Uh, she gives out 714 400 and uh, she may be with her family right now on Sunday But she'll call you back 714-400-7384 folks So uh, Tanika just tell her you had one more question And uh, she'll call you back Okay 714- You
5: got it, Did you write it down? 714-400 um, 7384 it? Okay
1: Did you get it? Seventy three. <laughs> and then uh, I still think you ought to try to get some help from the church because they can help you transcend into your own place because times are tough right now. The churches are doing the best they can, and, you know, Tommy and I hope to do things, but even for us, we haven't had our fundraisers. And when we do, uh, you know, we're going to try to help people more, but we just don't have anything even to pay our own, you know, radio bills, really. So we're supporting this like philanthropic to help people. And uh, that's why we're trying to get people involved in helping them sell their books and their artwork. Because everything's so tight, especially for visual and performing artists, folks. So uh, just try to everybody's love and light, and we'll be here for you. We're trying to. Hold the fort down with everybody But it's going to get better folks It's just the way the world is We're starting all over again So I'm happy It's Sunday, it's September 6th And Tommy and I are still on the planet That's He's in Hawaii and I'm in Florida So he's got as far east No as far as west If you're looking at a map He's as far west for the United States And I'm as far east in Florida So We've got everybody covered in the United States, and yet we have friends, Tommy, in New Zealand, in the UK, in Australia, in Canada, all over
2: the place, right here.
1: And we've had them for eight years now. So thank you, Tanika. And we'll, be, we'll do some readings Thursday night, Tanika. So if you don't get her, she'll, but if you call her, you got her phone number. She'll give you your question. Just tell her you had that one birthday question to ask her, okay? And we'll be back Thursday. All right, love and light, dear. Okay, Tommy. I guess we're gonna go. All right. So sweet dreams. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna talk some more next Sunday. All right.